Hello, everybody. Episode 27, Tell Me Where to Turn. Uh, we are back again with all three notable voices in tow this evening. Uh, you got me, you got Glenn, you've got Tommy, and you've got Dave. Uh, as always, you can reach us on Twitter. You can reach me at uh, Glenn3 underscore 11. It sounded like you just introduced four people. You said you've got me, you've got Glenn, you've got Tommy, and you've got Dave. Which one of me are you talking to? Well, I don't know. Who's me? I don't know either. Well, I'm Tommy. I know that. <laughs> Tommy2 underscore zero on Twitter. I'm very confident. Mike, <laughs> Oklahoma State is really going to do this to me right now. <laughs> Didn't take long to get the uh, real sports. Real <laughs> yeah, we're like update. 20 seconds in. <laughs> You bogged us down. I've got I've got a lot of money on this. And then game. you sidetracked us. So I'll just refer to myself as me slash Glenn, I guess. And I I will refer to myself as point break underscore Dave. And do we need to do we do a welfare check on you, Tommy, or is that for tomorrow morning? It depends how this turns out. I had uh Arkansas plus seven and a half. They're up twenty four zero at halftime, plus the seven and a half. So that works out to thirty one and a half to zero. And they lost the game and didn't cover. And that cost me very dearly. Very, very dearly. And the only thing I've got left to keep me from just pulling the trigger tonight is Oklahoma State winning this game and if they don't then that's it it's over they're going for it on fourth down here <laughs> well this is what you get for playing the devil's game of gambling man I'll tell you what if I if I had Glenn three underscore 11 money I wouldn't have to do this uh I don't know I think you'd find a way no matter what so uh I guess moving forward but also Looking back a bit to last week, we talked about several controversial topics and conversations and some 9-11 stuff. Did you guys receive any any feedback via email or Twitter or anything from last week? I didn't. I think the only, I think the only feedback we got was from some a-hole friend of Dave's who was complaining about the intro music. Oh, yeah. That guy was on point. He had, he made some very lucid and sound arguments. As in just never play that again? I think he, uh, I think he, his overall theme was don't let Tommy ever pick the music again, which is a real bad sign if he prefers Glenn's taste in music over someone's. I think it's pretty well established that that's my, that's my other role here. It's just talking into the mic, providing the intro music, and then Tommy does all the magic. I was going to say, I, I hate to sound like Jerry Jones here, but do you guys like being able to actually listen to the podcast? <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of week to week. I, do I have to answer this like as a whole, or can I just pick certain episodes? I'm just saying, we're trying to do a nice show here, and the intro music accounts for all of 15 seconds, and we have to take feedback from listeners about taste in music and that was a good song i think that that may be all the listeners listen to they try to get like a free 30 second sample of a song and then they just turn it off after that yeah we're not exactly paying for the usage rights on any of that 
Hmm. I picked the music again this week, and this may be my last week, but I did it again this week. So if I catch any more, if I catch any more grief, the Ouija will have music. How about that? <laughs> that's that's a very take my ball and go home solution to the problem. Speaking of take my ball and go home, I think what we really need to get into is you really did get some Twitter feedback about the meat of the episode. Yeah, and I, our, our good friend Jeff, uh, reached out to me. And I, I could never figure out exactly what his his trigger was on this. Um, I thought he was drawn off. Su- trigger is that guy. That guy is a complete moron. That's the trigger. <laughs> I thought it was some of the nine eleven stuff, but I think it was a shot at us just needing to think more independently and turn off the radio and think for ourselves so for some nice general life advice which but that is related i mean isn't that related to the whole 9-11 truther i don't know mentality? I, I, ne- I never got that directly from the uh from the interaction but i mean i'm saying if you're if you're arguing with a 9-11 truther isn't that their go-to argument is hey you need to learn to think for yourself yeah but but I guess also provide nothing else besides that. I mean, it didn't really give me any direction. I mean, it was just, he could have well, just... no, because you need to think for yourself. Yeah, I mean, he could have just, you know... I think that's pretty clear. Showed me his make reasonable decisions tattoo. And what is, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a nice little phrase, but what is that really, uh... I already know that. And you know what? I don't need to be tweeted where you tag the handle for some documentary you want me to watch, okay? I've still got to go back over. Was it a 9-11 documentary? No, it was something. I don't remember what it was. And you know what, Jeff? I'll look into it. And whenever I've watched The King of Kong for the 18th time, I'll get to your documentary. Great. But stop tagging movie recommendations. I will probably just not watch it out of just spite and the fact that you tagged it in the message to begin with. Hey, Glenn. So was he directing this like only to you or this go to his other seven followers as well well yeah i mean it was directed to me but once it was shared with the the wide audience it was basically just shared with us three and that's about it didn't he have some odd syntax problems in his battling with you and didn't he also congratulate himself for putting you in his in your place if i'm not mistaken yeah, and I don't really have a problem. Didn't he just tell you to go to bed at one point? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was really. It was a shot to the heart, but um, yeah. I mean, but I, he's probably right. I pointed out, you know, that through this whole educational lecture, that the speaker or the professor, the teacher in this uh, whole thing, is the only one that was misspelling any words. Which, of course, then I got to take it in the shorts. It's like, like, that's some kind of cheap maneuver for me to point out a spelling problem. Um, it was pretty. He was having some pretty serious grammatical slash spelling problems. Why do I have to apologize for someone else's ignorance? You ha- you're holding a supercomputer in your hand as you're typing back and forth. <laughs> you're failing an open book spelling test. So I don't have a documentary, but there's a there's a movie called Aquila and the Bee. It's a nice spelling movie, Jeff. Start with that one, <laughs> then go get your shine box, and then you can tweet at us again. 
do I see Glenn pulling out the pen to sign the screen here or what? Is this about to happen? I'm holding a loaded weapon right now. I'm going to shoot something. Do you need to give uh, Jeff's Twitter handle so people can find him and uh, sample his fine work? Um, I, I'll tweet it out. I'm not even going to go through the effort of, of looking it up. I know it's a Run the Jewels lyric is what he told me it came from when I questioned what it what it meant which by the way let's let's by the way let's uh push Jeff over in the in the ditch and he can listen to the rest of the podcast from there but um <laughs> man my twitter feed just blew up on christmas eve when run the jewels released their album like 3 weeks early which apparently is a a huge you know hip hop rap uh well, duo group whatever one that i've sampled literally zero seconds of their music but like everybody i follow was just all turned up for this thing coming out early so we're going to talk about rap on this podcast i i really can't but it's just an observation that apparently that's kind of a big deal and i'm completely in the dark i i, I don't understand i don't know anything about anything you just said okay literally there's my first literally of the show Dave, do you know what he's talking about? No, and I uh, i mean, I saw a few things on Twitter, but I'm not familiar with their work at all. I mean, and of the three of us, I feel like Dave is the most plugged into the hip-hop community. I mean, he obviously sounds like it. Out of like the three it. of us, that's, that's probably true, but um, that's not super plugged in. He occasionally exits Lamar Street off of 45. That's about it. That's how plugged in he is. <laughs> Just staying in touch with his roots. Sometimes when I'm changing the channel, I accidentally tune to K104 for a few seconds. Can I give Can I give you guys a quick whiskey update? Uh, you always oh. can. I'm enjoying Woodford Reserve tonight. Mm. Wow. So distinguished. But I got this. That sounds, that sounds like a guy that's won bets today, not lost them all. I literally drained. Dang it. I said literally again. I did. I drained the last of the bottle I've had, and that's it. I can't afford to buy more. So, I want to tell you guys about this. I, I, I got this novelty whiskey glass for Christmas. I'm drinking out of it right now. How phallic shaped is it? <laughs> Not all novelties go back to the peen, sir. And the novelty maybe for you no. they do. The the novelty's not. Uh, it's not inspired by the Detroit parking lot either. No. <laughs> And stop saying that so much. Gee. <laughs> no, I got this uh I got this for Christmas from my in-laws who usually really actually do really well for Christmas, but there'll always be kind of that one thing that you're like, "Hmm. Wonder where they got that idea from." But that would be that this year. But it's going to be hard to describe, but it's it's a pretty much a standard uh cocktail glass, but it has a um a rubber insert that you put inside of it. Hey, no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Say that again. Wow. Can also be used as a cake decoration. <laughs> That's what you say if the police stops you. No, but you you put this in there, and it, and it basically makes a sl- uh, kind of a slant from the top of the glass to the other bottom edge of the glass. And then when you put the water you put water in the glass, you put it in the freezer, and then you, when it's frozen, you pull the um, 
rubber out, you know, because it's always good to pull out. <laughs> well, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. You're not doing that right. <laughs> Being extra careful. So basically it leaves like a wedge of ice in the glass. And then you pour your whiskey in there and then it keeps it cold, but it doesn't water it down allegedly because the big wedge of ice is big enough that it's slow melting. But I'm here to report that half of it's already melted and now it's hitting me in the nose every time I'm trying to take a sip. (laughs) So thanks a lot, Crate and Barrel. So your novelty uh, whiskey glass didn't come with like a loopy straw because that would help the ice problem yeah no i didn't have the the glasses that are actually a straw no <laughs> what about you guys did you have uh anything eventful happen over the christmas holiday um i really didn't nothing uh nothing too exciting to report we can get into something that happened right before christmas if uh after glenn reports on his travels uh, there was nothing of uh, of significance. I stayed not only within the country but within the within the state. So, wow, yeah, nothing involving Sweden or Denmark or um, a Baltimore casino or anything like that. It was just just family time and just more and more Detroit parking lot jokes that only I got. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps going to the well. So what happened right before Christmas, Dave? Uh, right before, probably, uh, I don't know, week before Christmas, I uh, noticed as I was getting in my car to leave work that I'd left my wedding ring on my desk at work. Okay, so I think we got to stop right here. Just went ahead and eased it off at work, huh? As it were? Yeah. You know, sometimes, no, I honestly don't even remember why. I mm-hmm. it That's usually how that happens. It's exactly <laughs> what he told his wife, too. Yeah. But, uh, so, I'm already in the car, I'm driving home, so I figure, hey, one night, right? It'll be okay for one night. And got in the next morning, and no longer there. So somebody so, stole it, or I mean, are you sure you're sure it was on your desk? I'm 100% sure. We've had some problems with the cleaning crew, a lot of lost headphones and other things that hmm. they're out on the desk. They're they're gone the next day. Man, that's pretty bold for a cleaning crew because it's not hard to track down who was there, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if there's you know, I'm assuming it's more than just one person. So they all say it wasn't them. There's really no way to... Now, what do you mean by them? The group that is the cleaning crew. Uh-huh. I don't know their individual names. <laughs> what do you mean uh-huh. What do you mean by group? Why are we grouping people? Yeah, what do you mean by that? Aren't these all God's individual well, I- creations? Wow, we're just... We're bogging down. Anyway, I bet I bet Dave would have. I, I really want to see Dave going to meet with the cleaning crew supervisor and see how big time that got. I, I did no such thing. Actually, the joke is on them because that wedding ring was, you know, we got me and my wife got married like right out of college, so it was literally under a hundred dollars. Literally, yeah. Mm. And so I'm sure when they tried to pawn it or whatever you know they probably got 15 dollars so well i guess it 
I mean, so you just assume that they're going to pawn it. Interesting. True. Well, maybe they're going to propose the next day, and it was going to be a woman proposing to a man. I guess that's another option. You're also or a man, you know, could not. There's anything wrong with that. Are you factoring in the exchange rate and all that to this transaction? <laughs> what what currency would it be going to, Glenn? What do they use in Canada? I think they're called Canadian dollars. Oh, that's very unoriginal. No wonder we hate Canada. And the exchange rate right now is pretty much one to one. So, so how'd the old lady take this news, Glenn? Or well, Dave? Whoa, I didn't lose anything. Whoa. <laughs> she uh, she couldn't take it too hard because that's kind of <laughs> the other layer to the story. About three weeks. <laughs> that's, <yeah. laughs> that's what I hear. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 I guess it depends on the quality of the rubber insert. oh my um about three weeks before that uh she had lost not the engagement ring but this the little wedding band which is also pretty inexpensive so that led us to go i think two days before christmas go and each have to get new wedding rings and we just went to the random whatever jewelry store in the mall. And Joe Deitch's, your credit jewelers? It was not that. Oh. But one thing, well, there's a few interesting things. One was the saleswoman, like, multiple times had real inquisitive questions and sideways looks about the fact that we were both buying wedding rings and we both claimed that we lost them within a week of each other she thought there was more to that story that she seemed to want to pry into it was it was an odd uh interaction we had but another what what scenario what well i mean what's a what's a bad salacious scenario there that you guys had some kind of huge fight and you both threw your wedding rings away or something i mean that's what i think she was aiming for because at different times, you know, we kind of separate to, you know, each look at the you know cases of men's and women's rings. And, like, she was just with me, and she's like, so that's really strange that you both lost your wedding ring. Like, so how did that happen? And just, like, asking all these really strange questions. You know, when she was with your wife, she was going, do you feel safe at home? You know, because if not, you know, you can just, just say something and, and just stay here and... There's a number you can call. Yeah. But one thing, and tell me, I don't know, I guess you probably only bought wedding rings once, but we went in there and they have all these big banners like throughout the store, you know, 50% off, 60% off. So we go in there and I was like, hey, so we were looking at rings. I was like, hey, so do any of those sales apply? And they're like, no, those never apply to to wedding rings. Oh, all jewelry is the same, right? It's all gold and platinum and diamonds. Like whether it's earrings or bracelets or rings, it's all the same. Yeah, but I guess with the with the uh, quote unquote wedding bands, there's a there's a level of commitment and desperation attached that they don't feel like they need to discount the price. I was just really surprised that she thought that was a very odd question. She's like, "No, those are never on sale. Never." So, uh, yeah, but now I have a nice wedding ring that was also, I think it was about $150, which was another thing they asked, like, do you want the 
protection plan and the protection <laughs> plan was like 60 bucks and she's like but if you ever lose it or you can just come in and get another one i'm like it's a hundred dollars if i lose it i'll just come get another one whoa the affluence i've replaced i've replaced mine as well i lost mine randomly one time oh boy we're being ultra vague there yep there you yeah, go some air quotes around randomly yep um and the wife i think she lose hers that was probably by design after a <laughs> rubber insert scenario or something like that <laughs> but uh yeah i definitely had to replace mine the men that your wife would have been with they don't they don't wear those sir <laughs> uh speaking of did you hear that demarcus Ware might have to retire because he's having back surgery yeah, I did see that. That's too bad. That's a tough one. Live sports That's update. DeMarcus bad. Ware may have played his last uh, NFL game. He's still in the league? Yeah. The next time he's he's seen rushing somewhere, it might be like out my back door after when I get home from work one day. <laughs> down, down, your, down your alley. Except, and actually, I'm, uh, And I'm running after him, but it's, it's to actually get his autograph. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a I lost my wedding ring not well maybe like three or four years into marriage at work just like uh, Dave did but uh, I have a funny I have a funny story though that what's that what preceded that how'd you lose it at work I don't know I just took it off and uh, you know things happen but they at our uh, the place where I work they they have a program and it's kind of like an internship program, but they bring uh, people that are getting master's degrees in for a, uh, like basically a nine month stint with our company. And they're, they're like a full fledged employee. They have a job and they, they give them a, uh, you know, a big project to manage and they actually give them probably way more responsibility than an, an intern should get, but it's a real prestigious. They like award one of these, spots every year so it's a very prestigious thing and one of the the job that i'm in a lot of times i have to deal with that person because the project that they assign them always involves my department a little bit so and it's always you know it's a young you know college aged uh young man or woman and the uh, year i lost my wedding ring it happened to be a young lady that was in this position of course it was of course it was uh and what's funny is there's a lot of things that I am not good at, and one of those things is picking up on any kind of opposite sex weirdness or signals. Like I that I'm all that goes right over my head. So my boss at the time had told me she said, "Man, this intern like she really acts weird around you. You know, she's always looking at you, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah." You know, it's not a whatever, you're crazy. You know, I never noticed it, never picked up on it. So I lost my wedding ring at work and I didn't immediately get a new one. It was probably two or three weeks had gone by and I had intended to, but I didn't want to, unlike uh, Dave at the time, I didn't have any money. I couldn't pull a hundred dollars out of my couch cushions. So I was really holding out hope that I was going to find the ring, but it just wasn't turning up. So, um, one day I had a conference call, and you guys know how this drill goes, but you know you 
you dial into the number and then you just sit around and wait until the person that initiates the call starts the meeting. So in this particular instance, um, this girl, this intern had set up the conference call and uh, she's on her uh, on the line and there's another lady in the room with her and then I'm calling in and there's several other people calling in. Well, I had dialed in and they didn't hear me dial in. They didn't hear the beep. So they thought that they were just sitting in the room talking and they thought nobody else was on the conference line. So she's talking about me with this lady. Uh-oh. And I could hear them talking about me, but they don't know I'm on the call. So you get the situation here? Got it. So she says, uh, yeah, uh, Tommy 2.0. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second. Why would she <laughs> refer to you as 2.0? Why not just your first name? Well, because I'm Tommy 2 underscore zero okay. on Twitter. I okay. mean, have you been listening to the show? Well, she says Tommy isn't wearing his wedding ring anymore, and he's having marital problems. So she just told this lady that I was having marital problems, even though I wasn't having, to my knowledge, I wasn't having marital problems. And she said, yeah, I, I think that uh, uh, things really aren't going very well with him because his wife really wants to have children, and he doesn't. Wow, this is quite the narrative she's built right which again never talked about with her so at this point i'm panicking because i'm already on the call so i'm like i can't be like hey i'm here you know i i i have to figure out a way to get out of this now you couldn't just hang up and dial back in yeah i just immediately hung up the phone and dial back in and um that young intern now is you know six or seven years down the road is now a extremely high-ranking official within our company and still to this day doesn't know that i heard her talking about my marital problems uh and the fact that uh i was soon to be on the market on the conference call wonder what the uh what's the time frame that you could ever bring that up and would she remember that i i don't know that she would necessarily remember the specific conversation i'm sure she would probably be like oh yeah when i was right out of college or whatever you know i liked you or i had a crush on you or whatever she would probably admit to that but i think that like if i said yeah when i lost my wedding ring or whatever that's probably not going to click with her and she's since uh married a guy that looks like rich phillips so (laughs) there's that Hmm. You claim a lot of people look like Rich Phillips. Yeah, everybody I know, there's only two people I could compare him to, so Rich is one of them. (laughs) All right, well, I think uh, right now it might be a good time for us to uh, head over to the hardware store and get some post hole diggers and some uninflated footballs and, and build our field and do our five minutes on Friday Night Lights segment. Oh, yes. Yes. So much has happened since we we last spoke, gentlemen. So much has happened. Please, uh, please fill us in. Quick note to uh, quick note to the listeners. If you hit skip about 28 times in a row, you can bypass this whole thing. Hey, we're keeping this at five minutes or less. We've had an agreement. First of all, a quick update on underage sex since we last spoke uh jason street teenager high school student uh banged a waitress at a restaurant that was an adult and it was treated very romantically uh julie 
15 years old, Coach Taylor's daughter, uh, didn't have sex with a teacher, but pretty much is romantically involved with the uh, guy that runs the high school newspaper, who's an adult. And uh, Matt Saracen, starting quarterback, junior, uh, is banging his grandmother's live-in nurse, also treated very romantically by the show. Isn't he in a wheelchair, though? No, that's Jason Street. But he did bang a waitress uh, from his wheelchair. That was actually that whole that whole sequence was very adult only. He he went on the fake website they made for the show called like wheelchairlove.com to find a date. <laughs> but it was Hold like on real quick, <laughs> pulling up GoDaddy to see if that's available. <laughs> but it was like really stupid because it was like. Um, it was like able-bodied women that are looking to date men in wheelchairs. I guarantee that's out there. Oh, there's no question it's out yeah, there. Yeah, so don't. So, isn't this? Don't tell me that's unrealistic. So this show occur in like a small town, though. Yes, in Dillon, Texas. So, what are the odds of the, those uh, those two circles in the Venn diagram lining up? Well, it's funny you should mention that because the lady's profile, which they quickly show when he's looking at the computer screen, says she lives in Midland. And oh. she had posted on like her profile pics in the site were like dirty pictures, man. They were like her like bending over wearing like some real skimpy outfit. And he's like, yeah, let's go out to dinner. Well, then he's shocked to learn when he gets to dinner that the lady's like into all kinds of weird sexual fetish stuff. And she's like... What really gets me turned on is when somebody pees on me. There's no way she said that. She did. She said pee. What? So then she ironically leaves the table to go pee pee. And uh, he, Jason Street, who's screwed because he's in a wheelchair and had ridden there with her, um, enlists the help of the waitress to make a cover story about him leaving and then... They end up hanging out till closing time, having a few laughs, and then he uh, porks her from the wheelchair. Wow. He wasn't too tired out from wheeling his way all the way to Midland? (laughs) (laughs) Terrible comment, Dave. Well, I think from Dillon to Midland, it's mainly downhill. So he had it on cruise for the majority of the trip. Oh, but speaking of unbelievable things, I think there's a more unbelievable element to the show than them building their own fields uh, in Glenn. I really want your thoughts on this. So, it's for the main protagonist on the team, it's senior year, and they're starting to introduce the concept of college recruiting. So, they are trying to convince us that Smash, who's the running back, uh, Dave, if you don't know, Smash Williams, is like this blue chip five-star prospect but the i mean the guy is 175 pounds and he's a tailback and was they his, was his dad smasher from over the top <laughs> i don't even know why we do this segment but but glenn are you gonna back me up on this i mean there's nothing about his makeup that would indicate that he's gonna start at any Division One school, much less uh, a premier program. Nothing. Well, one thing, but 
other than the just natural athletic ability. Well, what no. did you? I mean, did you want them to get Adrian Peterson and put I, in the show? I don't show? care if he's in the show, but I'm saying don't don't insult my intelligence by creating the storyline where he's the most highly recruited prospect, where he's got a. a a grandstand full of recruiters. Do they have a lot of clipboards and stopwatches? Yes. And this whole this whole thing was funny because he can now take visits. And what they're what they're doing is basically the kind of like they talk about on the ticket with uh with you know ballers or playmakers. They're they're basically trying to just cram every recruiting cliche into one episode. But they can't really have him go tour a real college because all the stuff that's going to go on is going to obviously no college is going to want their name associated with that. So they're, they're making up all of these college names that they're trying to pass them off as really legitimate, big division one programs. So they, the names that they came up with are hilarious, but yeah, he ends up going on a recruiting trip. Which, you know, involves a strip club and all these parties and hookers and everything. And he ends up in this room getting ready to bone uh, a girl. In a wheelchair. The, um, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. No, but then she turns out to be like the uh, girlfriend of the starting left tackle who, you know, something that's going to happen to you one day, Glenn, busts in the door and uh, chases Smash out of the dorm and down the street, and Smash is just in his underwear, and yeah, it was just unbelievable. So you're like towards the end of season two? Yes. Okay. So then Tim Riggins, our favorite, our favorite guy in the show, obviously. His uh, the you know he was boning the thirty year old next door neighbor. Well, he he stops doing that and his brother starts doing that. So they're not only brothers, they're also wiener cousins, Eskimo brothers, Eskimo brothers. So he decides to move out of his house or just leaves the house. Cause he's so mad that his brother's boning his chick. Um, so he ends up moving in with this random guy who of course is, uh, cooking meth in a trailer behind the house because oh, why wouldn't yeah. he be? This, this gets good while he's living there. Very, very interesting yeah. developments. Yeah, and I mean, this guy ends up pointing a gun at him. This guy, you know, we don't really know what what the deal is with this guy, but he's frequently only wearing underwear. He shows up at school a couple of times. Very, very strange situation there. And then the last big part of the story arc, which is just ridiculous, is so in the the first episode of season two, Landry kills a guy. The guy turns out as a, you know, can, or is linked to five rapes in other States. They find his body in a river. There's no, nobody's, you know, clamoring for justice yet. The cops pull a fiber out of the zipper of his jacket of the dead guy. Who's been in the river for three weeks. And they determine that the, Fiber comes from the trunk of the exact car that Landry's driving, which is, I mean, I mean, you thought CSI was preposterous. Come on. <laughs> so Landry's dad, who's on the police force, finds out and goes home and Landry confesses everything to him. And the dad says, OK, we got to go. Well, you think the dad's going to take him to 
the police station to turn himself in. Nope, they take the car out to the lake and burn it so that there's no evidence. So that's that's a good dad there. It brings up then, the hypothetical of what would you then, what would you do in that situation? Well, first of all, I would never be in that situation because the cops aren't going to investigate it that hard. Mm. Well, I think you have to you have to burn the car, then you call the team together and build a new one. <laughs> no, it's not really it's not really a common theme that the team is just building everything that's needed. <laughs> They just go to AutoZone and just get like a couple of things, and the next thing you know, they've got a fully working car again. Wow. But okay. no, it was it's frustrating, and then and then subsequently, you know, I'm I'm several episodes past that, but Landry ends up going in, getting interrogated. He has so much guilt that he's killed this guy that was literally, dang it, oh. that was about to rape his friend, that he's sweet on his girlfriend ish. That he, you know, he saves her life, but he won't, like, tell the police that. He's just, just like, yeah, I hit him with a pipe. And I'm like, yeah, but he was about to rape your friend. And he handles it, he handles it terribly. I don't know what's going to happen with Landry. I hope he, get, I hope he uh, gets off, as it were. But I'm worried he's going to do time. Eh, he'll be fine. I don't actually remember ex- what happens, but I'm sure it'll all work Let's out. Just... Have a nice pep rally and... Coach Taylor will make a good speech. They'll run a lot of pass plays, and Tim Riggins will have long, luxurious hair, no matter what. And there you go. And that's five minutes in Friday Night Lights. So you're welcome. All right. Well done. Uh, You want to go to email? Oh, my gosh. We have an email? We have a couple. If it's complaining about the intro music, I don't even want to hear it. No, 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 no. Well... Hold on. I haven't read through all this yet. Um, That's great show prep there. But I read through the beginning of it. It kind of goes back to a little of what we discussed earlier. So this is from Gustav. And it says, uh, Dear Glenn and the ghost of Point Break Dave. (laughs) No mention of Tommy. It says, I'm an old man by by Twitter standards. And in my years on this earth, I have learned that everyone else's music sucks. Someone starts gushing about some new stuff, and I'm out. He also adds, <laughs> I also don't want to hear any more freaking Foreigner or Arcade Fire. <laughs> what? And it says, Run the Jewels is no Afro man, nor are they Wu-Tang Clan, which is for the children. Is Foreigner the band that, <laughs> that made their own instruments? Or is that Boston? I have no idea. Trying to think of what the... No idea. You're thinking of Blue Man Group. <laughs> hmm. I just figured if it was Foreigner, that would fit in nicely with the Friday Night Lights connection if they made their own instruments. <laughs> it would fit in fit in nicely with Dave's wedding ring getting stolen story. Hmm. Good point. <laughs> so uh, he ends with basically to each their own when it comes to music, no matter how bad it sucks. He says Pitbull makes a lot of money. Enough said. Well, I can pretty much guarantee you at this point that the music that's closing out this show is going to be Arcade Fire. So, Gustav can suck it. All right. As I usually say every week. Second email. And tell him he's welcome to no longer email us. I'll, I'll shoot that <laughs> his way that. right now. We need his emails. Uh, second email is from one K. 
K.J. Ellis. And there are several questions here, so you guys need to be ready. Question one. If China had hacked the Republican National Convention, would anyone care? Well, China died before the election. Or are we talking the country? <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm going to assume... That would be a story. I, I think it's a better story if it is... Uh, what was her name? Joni Lawler? I think that was her real name. China, the f- former escort of Triple H? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, of One Night in China fame? If she hacked the RNC, that would that be like the most insane story ever? <laughs> would anyone care? It would be... That would be, yeah, one of the top five news stories of all time. It's like 9-11, Pearl Harbor, landing on the moon, and, and former wrestler hacks RNC from the grave. So, yeah, KJ, people would care. Um, yeah, K- KJ, we can answer that question with an affirmative, definitive yes. People would care if China was not really dead. Second question, uh, have you ever kept a New Year's resolution? I don't know that I've ever made a New Year's resolution, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to just crap all over that question, but I don't even think I've ever made one. Dave? I mean, I guess it depends on duration. I mean, I've kept it. I've probably never made it out of of January, but the last two years, I've made the same resolution both years, and it's been to eat more hamburgers. (laughs) And great it's success. Been going pretty well. Yeah. I, in in 2014, there were I went entire days without eating a hamburger. And those were tough so times. I had to turn that around. I remember I remember some of those late night phone calls, just talking you through it, like, "Hey, tomorrow is another day." Yeah. <laughs> I don't typically make them. My default answer is always, "I have the same resolution every year." is one, to not start smoking, and two, to not die. And since (laughs) I've never smoked and I've never died, I've kept it every single year. I think I've actually had some years where I was going to, like, not – or, like, change my diet some or, like, not drink Dr. Peppers or something. And, yeah, I could – I started on January 1st and made it to, like, noon – and then broke it, so I don't really typically make them either. Okay, here's a question I think primarily for Dave. Um, any thoughts on the outdoor winter hockey classics? That's a fantastic question. Um, in general, I think it's a – I mean, especially when they first started, it was a cool idea. I think there's too many of them now. They tend to – like. They should do one a year and move it around. But I will say this. The best thing about those, what was and is, I think it used to be on Stars. I think it's on Epics now. Are you about to uh, do. Are you about to mention a movie? No. Oh, okay. No, they do a, they do a sort of hard knocks style documentary about the two teams that are going to play in the Winter Classic. And they follow them for about the like four, three or four weeks leading up to it, and it's cool because it's you know it's following players in their normal lives. It's also all mic'd up on the ice, and you get to hear all their their ta- uh, taunting and stuff. It's it's really good. You should check it out. Um, 
I think they just need to limit how many they do, and they need to somehow bring one to, to Dallas sometime. So we can play it in 75 degrees. Hey, man, you've seen the plans for the Dallas Ski Slope. If they have plans to do that, they can do an outdoor game once. Yeah. But, no, I I don't I don't follow hockey as closely as Dave, but I, I agree that I – and I feel like this is true across every sport. The NFL is guilty as anybody, but there's a very fine line where you can just oversaturate the market with things, and you just have to be careful, and I think the – you know, Winter Classic's a perfect example of that. When it was, you know, one game on the holiday, and that was it. That's perfect, and you don't and you don't need to mess with it and add two more games. And we don't need, you know, NFL football every day of the week and all these, you know, all these things. But it's it's just people can't help themselves when something's going well that they just keep piling on more and more and more until they saturate the market to the point where it's not special anymore. So I, I feel like that's a pretty pretty fair assessment. If we can combine two topics, choice of music and this, you have to know better than to have CeeLo Green as the musical artist at one of these. And they did that, I think, two years ago, and it was a disaster. Was uh, P.K. Subban excited about it? Dude, that is. <laughs> what did uh, what did Grant Fuhrer think about all this? <laughs> was Mike Greer interested or not interested? Is Jerome McGinley still in the league? Or you got Trevor one Daly? more I can think of. There it is. <laughs> Maybe we should tweet Donald Brashear and see if he gives there it a thumbs it up. There it is. There it is. That is greatness. So my Man. thoughts, my thoughts here on this are that I don't really like hockey. I don't like the winter, and I don't like the outdoors. So I think we could just do away with the whole thing. So question four, this one's definitely addressed towards Point Break Dave. It's a good thing he's on. Question four is, did Dave get laid off yet? Not yet. I uh, came home from work today under my uh, own volition. I was not sent home. So Nice. Hey, Dave, uh, isn't, there, isn't there a funny – a funny story that's going on there. Didn't somebody leave a fairly valuable piece of memorabilia in the office, a laid off person that you're debating whether or not what the statute of limitations is before you can put it on uh, Craigslist? Yeah, no, I'm glad you reminded me of that, Tommy. Um, one of the um, people that was laid off that was one of the higher ranking members had and trying to remember what was not the one that came out this past week which was rogue one what was the latest star wars before that the force awakens that was it he has like a nice framed movie poster for the force awakens that's signed by it looks like everyone of any substance in the movie it's probably got 20 signatures and this is the real deal this isn't like a reprint this is you know um it was bought i know he bought it at some kind of like fancy charity auction and has it you know proudly displayed on the wall of his office which has now been empty for the last three or four weeks yeah i was gonna say not really his office so much no and it was kind of funny because 
you know how it is in that situation, at least in my company, um, you kind of like let the desk chair cool a little bit and then it's free for like everyone's looting to get whatever, you know, chairs or plants or whatever was left behind if they think they want it in their office. And every time I walk by and I look in there, I'm like, man, that thing's probably worth probably worth something. How long are we just going to let it sit there? I think the protocol is... How come the cleaning crew hasn't got it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've got to... uh, I think there's an obligation to reach... Has anybody reached out to this person? Or do we have a a verified address it could just be shipped to? I could... I mean, I could reach out to them on, on LinkedIn. And honestly, I probably probably will i think you're obligated to do that because i think you should get you could get into uh you or the company could get into a little bit of hot water if you don't make any attempt i mean if you reach out to him and hey you know you left this here do you want it sent to you do you want it anymore that type of thing and he says no or just doesn't respond repeatedly then i think you're okay but yeah if somebody just takes it i think i don't think that's the good play here all right, I should probably do the right thing and do that. Yeah, let's. But if you if you don't, then just we'll talk offline. Then hearing <laughs> the name, uh, hearing the name KJ and jogged my memory of something I did want to I did want to mention to you guys. I um, I listened. Actually, I got the blowout app now, so I listened to the. Uh, partial recall review of home alone 2 driving back from uh, my christmas in houston nice highly recommend you guys listen to that it was hilarious in two points that they made that i couldn't agree with more one is that duncan's toy chest there was actually really no toys there for sale it was like an antique it was just a bunch of crap like that nobody would want which was a great point. And then two is like, man, Buzz is a huge a-hole. Like, unbelievable. Well, not to, because I listened to it as well. And by coincidence, on, uh, was that Christmas Eve? I can't remember if it was Christmas Eve. No, it was the, it was, I think it was the day after Christmas. It doesn't matter. Um, my kids, just by coincidence, wanted to watch that. So I watched it, and then I listened to it earlier this week. But, yeah, Buzz, the brother, as well as his uncle, who when uh, Uncle Frank. Yeah, Kevin like walks he has to get something out of the shower and the uncle notices that he's in there, like he yells at him and threatens that he's gonna rip his neck off or something like that. Man He's gonna slap him silly. Uh if if my uncle ever did that to me and I went and told uh told dad what had happened, there would be a definite family fight on our hands no matter whether we're getting ready to go to Miami or or what's going down so but yeah I also enjoyed I also enjoyed their theory that uh, was it Duncan that was the guy who owned the toy shop the toy store yeah Duncan's toy chest sure yeah that he wasn't a real person that he was a ghost I need to listen to this now. This well, I know, and I like the theory that Uncle Frank was really Kevin's dad uh, too. That's it's got a little. Both of those have some some legs to them. So, yeah, no, uh, Dave, you really should listen to it, and, it, and it's especially funny to me because my son is obsessed with both those movies, and and I mean, I've probably seen in the last 
two months, I've probably seen Home Alone 2 a dozen times because it's just always on at my house. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm listening to it, like, going line for line uh, throughout the whole show because I, I – there's not one part of that movie I couldn't tell you every intimate detail of. I've seen it so many times recently, but it's great. And I, I, I am glad that they agreed that it was a highly recommended must watch movie. Cause it is, it's great. And let's recommend not just listen to that episode, but listen to every episode of partial recall. Yeah. As long as they, uh, as long as they keep being cool to us. Yeah. We can give them a plug, I suppose. Okay. Um, a few more questions here. These are very quick hitty. What is your go-to pizza order? As in what you get, not where you get it from. I guess you could say that too, but I'm thinking more well, of topping-wise. we got to call the Papa, of course. That's what I I mean, for me at least. There's no question about that. The Papa's good. I, I like uh, Palio's. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on the thin crust. My go-to order is... Uh, is pepperoni and sometimes jalapenos and green onions. Don't get normal onions. You got to get the green onions. Okay. Little ranch on the side. Yeah. The Dave Stuff. gets ranch on everything. <laughs> we know. We know he does on hamburgers. So yeah. why not pizza? No. If I'm at home, I call. If I'm at home, I call the Papa. If I if I go out somewhere, you know, and get a fancy pizza. There's no telling what I may get on there. If I'm at home, it's just pretty much pepperoni, jalapenos, American bacon for sure. Uh, I, I have a love-hate relationship with onions, so don't usually go that route. Okay. Um, if it's just me and I actually ragging montage, I had pizza today. Whoa. And I went with Whoa. my two go-tos when it's just when it's just me ordering a slice of hamburger and a slice of buffalo chicken pizza. Whoa. But Whoa. if the... Uh, you guys like... Uh, do you like the Alfredo pizza that they have? Like at CC's or no. some of those buffets? No, because there's no way there's not something on there that you don't want. <laughs> it's not you think that that's not natural? Or maybe it's very natural Alfredo? Yeah, not... Please, no one, <laughs> no one do that. But if it is... Uh, if we go somewhere... And the wife is in tow. Our standard is pepperoni and mushroom. Every time. Uh, next question. I don't I don't know if this is referring back to something that I just don't remember. But it says, how many days until truck day? Truck day? I don't know. I think KJ may have had an aneurysm. Is it referring to the day you wrecked your truck? Because we did celebrate the anniversary of that one time on the podcast. We did? Yeah, the one you wrecked at the airport. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. What is today? We are recording to pull back the curtain on December 29th. So you guys vamp while I do some quick math here. 171. It's 171 days until the uh, anniversary of of Truck Day, if that's what he's referring to. And it'll be 13 years since that happened, 171 days from now. Is it the last car accident you've been behind the wheel for? Um, I had one this year 
that I was literally, Uh-oh. I was sitting, this was. Literally, literally, oh, he said literally. I was sitting at an intersection at a red light, scrolling through my phone, and suddenly I hear screeching tires, and a guy has run a red light, and somebody T-bones him, and the two cars, the momentum of the two cars slides towards me, hops a median, and one of the cars hits the the driver's side of my truck, which... Wow. It was okay. It was in the shop for a week or two. Got everything paid for. We're fine. So, technically, that's the other accident I've been in, but I was literally not even moving. Literally. Oh. I was absolutely not even moving. All right, last... Uh, yeah, and I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to count that, then, if you if you were absolutely not moving. Yeah. Last question. Uh, any sports trip goals for 2017? So I will uh, I'll take this one first because I had one that immediately came to mind. I don't know if I'll be able to pull this off, and I fear that the Longhorns are going to get it handed to them, but my goal for 2017 is to be out in L.A. in September to see Texas take on USC at the Coliseum. Oh, wow. That would be cool. What 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 percentage likelihood of this happening? Um, you know, if I'm sure I would try to, if it's possible, to pair it with a nice weekend, pair it with an Angels game or a Dodgers game or something. Um, I guess it just depends if I can drum up any interest from anybody else. I I would say hmm. I would say. Th- I would say a solid thirty-five to forty-five percent chance it happens. Maybe KJ wants to go. Hey, as they say in business, let's you and I talk offline about that. All right. How about you guys, Dave? You headed for? You gonna go to Hockey Town, USA, and drop your pants or anything? <laughs> I still, uh, considering I rolled with you guys on the baseball trip, I still want to try to organize a. Maybe uh, I don't know northeast somewhere up north and hit a few uh, basketball and hockey games on a trip. I think that would be a I think that'd be a fun experience. Maybe hit Canada. Dave's dream dream trip is pay per view Raw and then SmackDown back to back to back. Speaking of which, I got an email about uh, a VIP experience to. WWE's Survivor Series next year, and it included uh, ringside tickets to the pay-per-view Sunday night, then tickets to Monday Night Raw the next night, and then tickets to SmackDown on Tuesday the very next night. Oh, and wow. I was just... joking about that. No, That's it's a, a real, real thing. thing. Oh, my gosh. I haven't purchased them yet, but I'm intrigued. How about you, Tommy? You got anything? Well, I know one thing, and Dave, I thought Dave might mention this, but th- I don't even know if this counts as a sport or not, but Dave and I are going out to Las Vegas right after the 4th of July to partake in the World Series of Poker. Does that count as a sport? Um, it's an event. It's a big event. It's a game. I don't somewhat, know if it's a sport. Somewhat notable event. It's on ESPN. Well, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. So is women's basketball. That's true. It's a fair point. Checkmate. 
uh, you're going as in you're viewing it or you're participating? Um, TBD on participation, but we're definitely going to view it because a uh, actually somebody that went on the baseball trip with us uh, is going to be participating in it for sure. Uh, I know who that individual is. The participation of one Point Break Dave or Tommy 2.0 is yet to be determined, but still possible. Okay. Fair enough. Just really depends on how Oklahoma State finishes out this game oh, tonight. A lot riding on it. <laughs> well, that was the As uh, it were. that was the last thing that KJ had. So, KJ, thanks for the email, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. That's all the emails we have. Did you guys have anything else? No, I think uh, we're right about our our uh, time goal. I think we need to tease ahead for hopefully an episode in the next week or two uh we need to get to talk about dave's life-threatening injury that he sustained fairly recently that put him in the hospital for a couple of nights by a couple you mean five so yeah yeah. yes (laughs) let's just say if i made the new year's the Glenn New Year's resolution of not dying, I would have been pretty tense that I might break it. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. But I think that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty a pretty big topic that's it's way too late in the show to get into it, but I think it brings up a lot of questions, including uh how old is too old to be participating in so many recreational sports activities that you're putting your health at risk. I think that's something we definitely need to dive into on that uh on that podcast. But yeah, I mean other than yeah, other than that, I think uh, I think I'm good, and I'm definitely uh, deciding which Arcade Fire song I want to play to close us out. If we stop the podcast here, how are people going to know what happens in the second half of the Oklahoma State-Colorado <laughs> game? I guess we'll have to stay tuned next week, and we can go play-by-play. Play. Maybe, maybe we get Dave, Point Break Dave's top five plays that you might have missed. <laughs> That had a big out, uh, impact on the outcome of the game. Wow, Colorado just called for an illegal substitution. Oh, no, that's going to hurt him. Well, Gustav, here comes the outro music, so put the gun to your head. 